the end. <laughs> you want me to check the closet for monsters tonight? No? <laughs> okay. Good night, kiddos. story, kiddos. If you get scared, just remember to close your eyes and tell yourself it's not real. This is Midnight Apocrypha. For tonight's taste of terror, we bring you Twin tales from that maestro of the macabre, Edgar Allan Poe. Silence, a Fable by Edgar Allan Poe Listen to me, said the demon, as he placed his hand upon my head. There is a spot upon this accursed earth which thou hast never yet beheld, and if by any chance thou hast beheld it, it must have been in one of those vigorous dreams which come like the sigh-moon upon the brain of the sleeper who hath lain down to sleep among the forbidden sunbeams. Among the sunbeams, I say, which slide from off the solemn columns of the melancholy temples in the wilderness. The region of which I speak is a dreary region in Libya, by the borders of the river Zaire, and there is no quiet there, nor silence. The waters of the river have a saffron and sickly hue, and they flow not onwards toward the sea, but palpitate forever and forever beneath the red eye of the sun with a tumultuous and convulsive motion. For many miles on either side of the river's oozy bed is a pale desert of gigantic water-lilies. They sigh one unto the other in that solitude, and stretch towards the heaven their long, ghastly necks, and nod to and fro their everlasting heads. And there is an indistinct murmur which cometh out from among them like the rushing of subterrene water, and they sigh one unto the other. But there is a boundary to their realm, the boundary of the dark, horrible, lofty forest. There, like the waves about the Hebrides, the low underwood is agitated continually. But there is no wind throughout the heaven, and the tall, primeval trees rock eternally hither and thither with a crashing and mighty sound. And from their high summits, one by one, drop everlasting dews. And at the roots, strange poisonous flowers lie writhing in perturbed slumber. And overhead, with a rustling and loud noise, the grey clouds rush westwardly forever, until they roll a cataract over the fiery wall of the horizon. But there is no wind throughout the heaven. And by the shores of the river Zaire, 
there is neither quiet nor silence. It was night, and the rain fell. And falling it was rain, but having fallen it was blood. And I stood in the morass among the tall lilies, and the rain fell upon my head. And the lilies sighed one unto the other in the solemnity of their desolation. And all at once the moon arose through the thin, ghastly mist, and was crimson in color, and mine eyes fell upon a huge gray rock which stood by the shore of the river, and was litten by the light of the moon. And the rock was gray, and ghastly, and tall, and the rock was gray. Upon its front were characters engraven in the stone, and I walked through the morass of water lilies until I came close unto the shore that I might read the characters upon the stone. But I could not decipher the characters. And I was going back into the morass when the moon shone with a fuller red, and I turned and looked up again upon the rock and upon the characters, and the characters were desolation. And I looked upwards, and there stood a man upon the summit of the rock, and I hid myself among the water lilies that I might discover the actions of the man. And the man was tall and stately in form, and was wrapped up from his shoulders to his feet in the toga of old Rome. And the outlines of his figure were indistinct, but his features were the features of a deity. For the mantle of the night and of the mist and of the moon and of the dew had left uncovered the features of his face and his brow was lofty with thought, and his eye wild with care. And in the few furrows upon his cheek I read the fables of sorrow, and weariness, and disgust with mankind, and a longing after solitude. And the moon shone upon his face, and upon the features of his face, and oh, they were more beautiful than the airy dreams which hovered about the souls of the daughters of Thalos. And the man sat upon the rock and leaned his head upon his hand, and looked out upon the desolation. He looked down into the low, unquiet shrubbery, and up into the tall, primeval trees, and up higher at the rustling heaven, and into the crimson moon. And I lay close within the shelter of the lilies, and observed the actions of the man. And the man trembled in the solitude, but the night waned, and he sat upon the rock. And the man turned his attention from the heaven, and looked out upon the dreary river Zaire, and upon the yellow ghastly waters, and upon the pale lesion of the water lilies. And the man listened to the sighs of the water lilies, and of the murmur that came up from among them. And I lay close within my covert, and observed the actions of the man. And the man trembled in the solitude, but the night waned, and he sat upon the rock. Then I went down into the recesses of the morass, and waded afar in among the wilderness of the lilies, and called unto the hippopotami which dwelt among the fens in the recesses of the morass. And the hippopotami heard my call, and came with the behemoth unto the foot of the rock, and roared loudly and fearfully beneath the moon. And I lay close within my covert, and observed the actions of the man. And the man trembled in the solitude, but the night waned, and he sat upon the rock.
Then I cursed the elements with the curse of tumult, and a frightful tempest gathered in the heaven where before there had been no wind. And the heaven became livid with the violence of the tempest, and the rain beat upon the head of the man, and the floods of the river came down, and the river was tormented into foam, and the water lilies shrieked within their beds, and the forest crumbled before the wind, and the thunder rolled, and the lightning fell, and the rock rocked to its foundation. And I lay close within my covert, and observed the actions of the man. And the man trembled in the solitude, but the night waned, and he sat upon the rock. Then I grew angry, and cursed, with the curse of silence, the river, and the lilies, and the wind, and the forest, and the heaven, and the thunder, and the sighs of the water lilies. And they became accursed, and were still. And the moon ceased to totter in its pathway up the heaven, and the thunder died away, and the lightning did not flash, and the clouds hung motionless, and the waters sunk to their level and remained, and the trees ceased to rock, and the water lily sighed no more, and the murmur was heard no longer from among them, nor any shadow of sound throughout the vast illimitable desert. And I looked upon the characters of the rock, and they were changed, and the characters were silence. And mine eyes fell upon the countenance of the man, and his countenance was wan with terror. And hurriedly he raised his head from his hand, and stood forth upon the rock and listened. But there was no voice throughout the vast, illimitable desert. And the characters upon the rock were silence. And the man shuddered, and turned his face away, and fled far off, and I beheld him no more. Now there are fine tales in the volumes of the Magi, in the iron-bound melancholy volumes of the Magi. Therein, I say, are glorious histories of the heaven, and of the earth, and of the mighty sea, and of the Genii that overruled the sea, and the earth, and the lofty heaven. There was much more lore, too, in sayings which were said by the Sibyls, and holy, holy things were heard of old by the dim leaves that trembled around Adona. But, as Allah liveth, that fable which the demon told me as he sat by my side in the shadow of the tomb, I hold to be the most wonderful of all. And as the demon made an end of his story, he fell back within the cavity of the tomb and laughed. And I could not laugh with the demon, and he cursed me because I could not laugh. And the lynx which dwelleth forever in the tomb came out therefrom, and lay down at the feet of the demon, and looked at him steadily in the face. Shadow a Parable by Edgar Allan Poe Ye who read are still among the living, but I who write shall have long since gone my way into the region of shadows. For indeed strange things shall happen, and secret things be known, and many centuries shall pass away ere these memorials be seen of men. And when seen there will be some to disbelieve, and some to doubt, and yet a few who will find much to ponder upon in the characters here graven with a stylus of iron. 
The year had been a year of terror, and of feelings more intense than terror for which there is no name upon the earth. For many prodigies and signs had taken place, and far and wide, over sea and land, the black wings of the pestilence were spread abroad. To those nevertheless cunning in the stars, it was not unknown that the heavens wore an aspect of ill, and to me, the Greek oinos, among others, it was evident that now had arrived the alternation of that seven hundred and ninety-fourth year when, at the entrance of Ares, the planet Jupiter is conjoined with the red ring of the terrible Saturnus. The peculiar spirit of the skies, if I mistake not greatly, had made itself manifest, not only in the physical orb of the earth, but in the souls, imaginations, and meditations of mankind. Over some flasks of the red Chian wine, within the walls of a noble hall, in a dim city called Ptolemaeus, we sat at night, a company of seven. And to our chamber there was no entrance save by a lofty door of brass, and the door was fashioned by the artisan Corinos, and, being of rare workmanship, was fastened from within. Black draperies, likewise, in the gloomy room, shut out from our view the moon, the lurid stars, and the peopleless streets. But the boding and the memory of evil, they would not be so excluded. There were things around us and about of which I can render no distinct account, things material and spiritual, heaviness in the atmosphere, a sense of suffocation, anxiety, and above all, that terrible state of existence which the nervous experience when the senses are keenly living and awake and meanwhile the powers of thought lie dormant a dead weight hung upon us it hung upon our limbs upon the household furniture upon the goblets from which we drank and all things were depressed and borne down thereby all things save only the flames of the seven iron lamps which illumined our revel appearing themselves in tall slender lines of light they thus remained burning all pallid and motionless and in the mirror which their lustre formed upon the round table of ebony at which we sat each of us there assembled beheld the pallor of his own countenance and the unquiet glare in the downcast eyes of his companions yet we laughed and we were merry in our proper way which was hysterical and sang the songs of Anacreon, which are madness, and drank deeply, although the purple wine reminded us of blood. For there was yet another tenant of our chamber in the person of young Zoilus. Dead, and at full length he lay, enshrouded. The genius and the demon of the scene. Alas, he bore no portion in our mirth, save that his countenance, distorted with the plague, and his eyes in which death had but half extinguished the fire of the pestilence seemed to take such interest in our merriment as the dead may haply take in the merriment of those who are to die but although i oinos felt that the eyes of the departed were upon me i still forced myself not to perceive the bitterness of their expression and gazing down steadily into the depths of the ebony mirror sang with a loud and sonorous voice the songs of the son of teos but gradually my songs they ceased, and their echoes, rolling far off among the sable draperies of the chamber, 
became weak and indistinguishable, and so faded away. And lo, from those sable draperies where the sounds of the song departed, there came forth a dark and undefined shadow, a shadow such as the moon when low in heaven might fashion from the figure of a man. But it was the shadow neither of man nor of God, nor of any familiar thing. And quivering a while among the draperies of the room, it at length rested in full view upon the surface of the door of brass. But the shadow was vague, and formless, and indefinite, and was the shadow neither of man nor God, neither God of Greece, nor God of Chaldea, nor any Egyptian God. And the shadow rested upon the brazen doorway, and under the arc of the entablature of the door, and moved not, nor spoke any word, but there became stationary and remained. And the door whereupon the shadow rested was, if I remember aright, over against the feet of the young Zoilus enshrouded. But we, the seven there assembled, having seen the shadow as it came out from among the draperies, dared not steadily behold it, but cast down our eyes, and gazed continuously into the depths of the mirror of ebony. And at length I, Oinos, speaking some low words, demanded of the shadow its dwelling and its appellation. And the shadow answered, I am the shadow, and my dwelling is near to the catacombs of Tolmes, and hard by those dim plains as usual, which upon the foul corroded air. And then did we, the seven, start from our seats in horror, and stand trembling and shuddering and aghast, for the tones in the voice of the shadow were not the tones of any one being, but of a multitude of beings, and varying in their cadences from syllable to syllable, fell duskily upon our ears in the well-remembered and familiar accents of many thousand departed friends. Silence, a fable, and Shadow, a parable, were written by Edgar Allan Poe and published in 1838 and 1835, respectively. This audio production of Silence, a fable, and Shadow, a Parable, has been recorded and edited by Tyler Palma. Midnight Apocrypha is a podcast dedicated to the revival of retro radio dramas through new productions of series from the golden age of radio. Midnight Apocrypha is brought to you by Widener University's Lone Brick Theatre Company in partnership with Forgotten Lore Theatre. If you enjoyed our little fiction, you can find out more about Lone Brick Theatre Company on Facebook and Instagram. Go now to subscribe, like, or follow Midnight Apocrypha. Or you never know what may find you.